Welcome to the Project Manager Power Hour, where we are so efficient that we can deliver one hour worth of content in just under 30 minutes. My name is Xavier Billingsley. I am the CEO of EHS and Consulting, where we specialize in staffing project managers, project coordinators, and program managers, as well as portfolio managers within the healthcare and insurance industries. Ready for another amazing episode? Let's go. All right. Um, welcome, guys. Um, this is Xavier Billingsley. I'm the CEO of EHS and Consulting, which is a staffing and recruiting firm for project managers within the healthcare and health insurance industries. All right. So I wanted to just jump on for a minute just to talk to you guys. And, you know, please feel free to leave comments and leave your thoughts on you know, what, what, what do you think about this? But I was talking to, um, a friend the other day, who's also, um, uh, a project manager. Well, she's actually a portfolio manager and we were talking about what makes a good PM, a good project manager, you know, cause we were beginning to see just it, it 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 was it's very very difficult to find talented project managers today um and i know every organization is different some organizations have are more disciplined than others some organizations are more mature than others so when you go into an environment that's mature and that's um very process heavy or process driven um some people have issues that they, they struggle with that but at any rate um you know we i i, I did want to know because she mentioned that she's working with a project manager who is phenomenal and i was like okay all right so i just put it out there okay then so what makes this person a good project manager so good that you don't ever want to get rid of them that you want to keep them forever and one of the things she mentioned and I, i'm going to actually do a podcast on this later um, is she said that the project manager has this entrepreneurial spirit about herself. Okay. So I asked her to, you know, to give me a little bit more context, give me an example of, of, you know, what, what, what does that look like? And one of the things she mentioned is that one, she's one of those people that she, when she has a project and she's assigned a project, she owns it. She's accountable for the end result. She just takes it upon herself and she's accountable. She, she's accountable for the budget. Um, she's, and, and I don't, don't want to just say held accountable for the budget, but look at it this way. If you have your own, own company, your own organization, and you actually have accounts, you have a client. And the client hires you, brings you on board so that you can deliver something for them. So you're there. They say, okay, hey, I want this. You give the, I need this done by this date. I need it done. Here's what I'm paying you. And it's got to be done right. 
case, it's like it's project management, right? We're given, given a budget. We're given a schedule. We're given a scope of what we need to do. And it has to be right in the middle. It has to be quality, right? So if you get $10 million to deliver said result and you don't manage the budget, you're not managing, you're not forecasting just to confirm if you're going to go under budget or over budget, um, you're not managing your resources correctly. Um, you're doing all of these things, you're not your, your change request. Whenever there is a change, you, you are asked to do more. You, are you submitting a change request for those things? Are you with that change request comes additional funding, right? And these are things that are outside of your control. But if you're not managing your budget, if you're not forecasting, if you're not managing your resources, you're not managing your materials, right? Uh, if your estimates are off, what's going to happen? The money is going to run out pretty fast. And guess what? That means that customer isn't likely is not going to give you any more money. This is what they gave you, right? This is what they provided. This is what you agreed upon. This is what you, this is, you signed a contract committing that you will deliver X by this date for this amount of money. And so if you are an entrepreneur and you're the business owner, you're going to do everything in your power to make sure that you're delivering. Because if you don't, guess what? Out of that $10 million, let's say a million of that is your profit. You're dipping into your profit and you're going to get to a point like in construction. If you go over, they're going to back charge you. So then you end up paying as opposed to making money. So you have to be very, very careful with that. But if you have the entrepreneurial spirit, that's how you're going to see and attack every single project that you're given. You're going to make sure that everything is met. You're going to make sure that it's quality. You're going to make sure that you're you're, you're, you're on target. You're going to make sure that you're, um, that you're at, at or below budget. You're going to make sure that you're on time because if you don't, the implications of not doing so fall squarely on who? Mm-hmm. You're right. It's going to fall squarely on you. So if you manage every project that way, you're going to add value right out the gate. You're going to have a better relationship with your stakeholders. You're going to have a better relationship with your team members. You're going to, even if you don't have that span of control, you're going to figure out how to influence your team to get done what you need by said date. All of these things mean a lot more to you. And if they commit to giving you a bonus, if you finish early, like they do that a lot in construction, you're going to work your tail off to make sure that you finish on time or early so that you can secure that additional funding, right? That's money in your pocket. That's money you can use to invest back into your business. Or that's money you can use and go and buy yourself a Porsche. Who knows? But it's very important that we begin to look at projects in that way. So I, I do want to kind of talk about some of the attributes of a PM. And this is where I really want us to kind of have a uh, a dialogue about this within the comment section. Um, some of the attributes that I think are great attributes that make a great PM. And I've spoken to others 
who have been in leadership positions, PMO leaders, and they feel the same. Uh, we talked about the PM having an entrepreneur mindset. That's number one. Two, you have to make sure that you are managing proactively. I'm really, really big on this. I hate re being reactive with the passion. A lot of PMs feel it's uh, a badge of honor if they're constantly fixing fires, putting out fires. Uh, okay, you can put out a fire, but how about let's plan the project and let's manage it and be proactive so that you don't have those fires to begin with. Minimize that. If you're doing that, that is not good. Figure it out. Figure out how to be more proactive. Um, you have thought leadership. If one of the things that I dislike, and especially when you've been in an organization for a while, is we've been doing it this way forever. We're going to keep doing it this way, and we're not going to change. Eh. If there's a better way of doing something, and it's going to add value, if it's going, if the end result is going to be better, then have that thought leadership, bring that up and do things that's going to work out in the best benefit of whatever you're delivering. Okay. Um, most leaders are great PM. Um, and I, I, I kind of, this is one of those things that I struggle with, but I find that some people say great PMs are detail oriented. They can, um, multitask. Um, they 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 can get in the weeds and get things done. And although all those things are pretty important, but if you're going to grow in this career, if you're going to become a leader, you have to be able to see the big picture. Okay, um, seeing the big picture and breaking that big picture down to smaller components. That's very important, and that's a uh, that's what that that's one of the things that's going to separate the average PMs from the phenomenal PMs. All right, you have to be able to connect the dots. So, I've met some PMs who've worked in several industries. Okay, and within those industries and within those different companies, they all do things differently. We have those core fundamental uh, comp technical competencies that we have to do as a PM. That's fine. You can do that in any organization. But what's going to make you set you apart is being able to understand those business implications and being able to connect the dots. When you have a, a strategic goal to deliver, um, you have a, 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 a business benefit that you have to deliver. Sometimes really understanding what is the implication if this doesn't get delivered, not sometimes, it's critical. Understanding what is the business implications if this does not get delivered, what consequences are we going to experience if we don't deliver it on time, and being able to connect the dots on those is very important. It's key. If Not everyone can do that. But if you can walk into any industry, understand that business, va business value up front, you're winning. Um, you have to be results-driven. A good PM, they deliver results. Um, you must be in a position where you can protect the, the investment. That's your main focus. And I've 
worked in organizations before where, you know, you have this thing where you have IT and you have the <coughs> and you have the business. Excuse me, guys, I'm sorry. You have IT and you have the business. And sometimes people, PMs, feel like they need to, they're kind of caught in the middle because we're somewhat of a liaison between the business and IT. And we feel that if we don't do what the business says or we don't do what IT says, um, there can be some, I don't want to say, You're not doing your job. Um, you have to make either one or both of those different business, those different areas feel important, which is part of stakeholder management. But if they're asking you to do something that is going to compromise, you deliver the results and delivering the product, delivering the business value, and which also can cause you not to be transparent, then you have to really rethink that. And, 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 you know, as one of my mentors also told me, told me that Xavier, you got to develop your executive courage. Cause I, I, I admit I was in that situation before where I was caught between it and the business and I had to placate to both of them. And it caused me to not bring things forward and not be as transparent because I was trying to be careful. So if you, if your main focus is to protect that investment, that's going to make sure that you're being transparent. You're going to bring things up when you need to. You're going to keep leadership and the executives informed. Um, you're going to make some hard decisions that's going to cause you to have courage, even if it means sometimes disagreeing with someone in leadership. Okay. And that's one of the hardest things that I had to learn as a program manager. So, um, uh, I, I think that's one of the key things that make you that, that will make someone a great PM. Um, and of course, you have to be persuasive. You have to be able to put things in a way that you're persuading people to see things. Your, and I want to say your way, but going back to protecting the investment, you have to persuade people in leadership and your team to make sure that whatever they're doing, they're doing in the best interest of that investment. Okay. Um, you have to have this unwavering passion. Um, I love project management. I do. I love it to my core. Um, and no one can deter that from me. I, 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 I love what I do. I love delivering value. I love helping people. I love to see things carried through from beginning to end. I love helping, helping my team be the best themselves that they can be. Um, so I, I, you know, you have to have this unwavering passion. One of the things I don't see often is you got to be humble. You have got to be humble. Um, you can be great. You can be phenomenal. You can be, um, the best things in slice since sliced bread. But if you have a sense of humility about yourself, you don't turn people off. And especially with your, especially your team, sometimes leadership, like, like that little, um, like people to be more vocal. They like people to be more confident and, and being confident and humble. It, it being confident doesn't mean that you're not humble, but it's when you're, uh, when you're aggressive, it's when, 
you brag on yourself all the time. Let other folks brag on you. Let them do the bragging. But but try 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 to have a sense of humility and be humble. You have to be adaptable. You have to be willing to change. You know, in this especially today in this environment, um, things are changing quickly. You know, just five six years ago, we were very heavily into the waterfall. Now everyone now we're moving into this agile mindset. And you have to be able to make sure you have the training to make sure that you're able to be adaptable, you're flexible. And um, when things change, leadership have to know that you're okay with it. You, you're okay with change and you and you can adapt to it. Uh, being innovative, coming up with fresh new ideas, way, ways of doing things, ways of delivering. Um, don't this thing of doing what I've been doing, I've been doing this forever and I'm going to keep doing it that way. That is um, kind of old and um, yeah, it doesn't quite work as well. Those who are really good PMs are innovative. They come up with new ideas. They come up with new ways of managing their schedule, new ways of doing um, lessons learned meetings. They do ways of um, gathering user stories and requirements. You know, you have to be innovative. Um, you always have to be looking to add value. Don't be that 90% chick or guy. Um, I mean, definitely not 70, 80%. And if you're a hundred percent, then you're average. So you want to be that 110% chick or guy. That's, that's what you want. Going the extra mile, adding that extra value. Okay. All right. Um, I hope this was informative. Um, I hope somebody can walk away and take this into their organization. Um, and if you have any questions, if you have any comments or feedback, by all means, let me know. And thank you guys for joining. And I appreciate your time. Bye-bye.